Welcome to the Fueled AF podcast, where we educate you on ways to fuel your mind, body, and soul. We're your hosts, Alex and Avery. Now let's jump in. What is up, everyone? Happy New Year. Happy Friday. Um, we are really, really excited for our first. Is this our first episode of 2023? Yes, yes it is. Officially first episode of the year. Um, so if you guys tuned in to last week's episode, we were talking all about setting goals for the new year, how to set effective goals, um, since we know that this is obviously a very popular time to be starting to focus on your goals, focus on focusing on what you want to achieve this year. Um, so Today's episode is going to be really how to stay consistent with your goals and really how to actually stick to them, um, since it is very easy to kind of drop off after like a month or two of kind of having that strong motivation for your New Year's resolutions. Um, so yeah, we're talking all about preventing burnout, making sure that you can stay consistent, and all of our tips to do that. Um, before we dive into the main portion, though, we do have some statistics to go over that I think are very powerful. So Alex, if you want to kind of take it away with some knowledge. Yes. Yeah. So I pulled up a statistic on new year's goals and new year's resolutions and really just like how many people actually stick with their goals that they set at the beginning of the year. Um, and I have this little snippet cut out. It says, according to the U S news and world report, the failure rate for new year's resolutions is said to be about 80% and most lose their resolve by mid February, which means approximately 9% consider themselves to be successful in the year. So we are here to help you guys be part of that nine percent um you know like Avery said it's definitely you know the new year's goals thing is great some people bash it I think it's awesome I think anytime you can find motivation and um set goals for yourself it's really really great it does kind of feel like a new chapter and and just like a new fresh start which is really Mm -hmm. exciting um if you guys haven't listened to our last episode and if you haven't set new year's goals yet it is not too late just because we're already a week into 2023 I promise you that doesn't mean that your goals don't mean anything because you didn't start on the first of the year. Um, your goals are still very much relevant. So definitely go back and listen to that episode first before diving into this episode. Um, or if you already have goals set that you did on your own, that's perfect. Um, like Avery said, we're just going to be talking all about preventing that burnout and really helping you guys be part of that 9% of successful people this year. Yes. And I feel like there's so many, like, I feel like a lot of people this year are like, I don't know about extra motivated, but just like, okay, this is going to be my year. Like I'm ready to really like do what I said I was going to do. So, um, yeah, I'm super pumped. So we'll go ahead and dive into some of our tips. So the first one, and I think this is a really good place to start is just to give yourself grace and be kind to yourself. Um, just accept the fact that like, you're not going to be perfect. Like, and I think that part of setting good goals that we talked about in the last episode is, you know, giving yourself room for that, you know, imperfection and giving yourself room to make mistakes, not be perfect, like mess up. Um, and just realize that that's not the goal. Like the goal isn't to be perfect or to be a consistent a hundred percent of the time, like 365 days of the year. Um, but really just to improve and have the progress over perfection mindset. Yeah, definitely a great thing to just know before we really dive into everything. Like you're going to mess up. There's going to be things that are out of your control that are going to happen through this year. There's going to be trials and tribulations and all of that fun stuff. So just knowing like it's okay if you need to reset and figure things out, but having grace with yourself is super important when it comes to consistency and 
just having a sustainable journey too, because if you're just so hardcore all the time, like it's just not going to last. Yeah, absolutely. Just get, get rid of the all or nothing mindset. That's definitely going to be something that holds you back. Um, Next thing we have is to really start small and start by establishing habits or setting goals that you feel really confident that you can do. So I think about it as like trying to set a habit that you feel like you have a nine to 10 confidence level out of 10, um, that you can achieve those things. So, you know, if you're, let's say getting like 2000 steps a day right now, don't set yourself a 10,000 a day step goal. Like you're probably going to just be setting yourself up for failure. Maybe you'll be able to do it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks. Um, but then you'll probably end up being one of those mid February drop-off people, um, and just kind of end up being like, I failed at this. Like I'm the worst. I didn't try hard enough, whatever. Um, so start with things that are very, easy to achieve or easier to achieve and just realize that you can always build upon those things. You can always increase those goals or add to those goals as you get more confident with them. Yeah, definitely. I love this one. I think that it is something that's super underrated. I feel like with the new year, there's a lot of pressure to have these crazy big goals, which yes, of course you should never sell yourself short. And it's really great to have goals that are scary because growth Mm -hmm. does occur in discomfort. Like I'm such a firm believer in that. But that being said, you don't need to just go out and like hit it hard. Like Avery said, I mean, for, for example, I, getting into the second trimester, I've finally gotten my energy back and I'm getting back into the gym and like a normal routine with my exercise. My goal, I literally have written in my phone for 2023 is three workouts a week. I know that I'm having a kid this year. I'm pregnant. Like I'm giving myself already, like, I'm I'm not going to be like, all right, Alex, six days a week, you're going to do it. I'm starting Mm -hmm. at three. And if three's easy and I'm like, wow, this is really great. I'm going to bump it up to four. If four Mm -hmm. is great, Maybe I might bump it up to five, but starting small is a really, really great solution to build confidence and really just allow you to to get started and create these habits because it's not going to be a habit right away. Um, It takes time to develop that for sure. Exactly. And so much, so much better mentally to start small and increase rather than starting with like this huge lofty goal not being super successful and having to scale back. I think just mentally it's hard. It can be difficult to do that without feeling like, oh my gosh, I failed at this or like I didn't work hard enough, whatever. So yeah. yeah. We've done that with many of our clients before. I know Avery and I have talked about this, but like a client who maybe was doing four workouts a week, but they were only getting in three. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, I failed this week. I only got three in out of four, but if their goal was three, then it's like, gosh, I crushed it this week. But it's Mm -hmm. like, you know you're doing the same amount of workouts. It's just exactly. And I'll have clients come in sometimes who like, you know, on their intake form, they, you know, we ask them about what their current exercise routine is, if they're current, currently exercising regularly. And, you know, sometimes we'll say like, no, I'm not doing any regular exercise right now. And then, you know, it'll ask, okay, how many workouts do you want to do a week? And it'll be like five. And I'm like, no, like you're, I, I, I love the, like, I love your motivation. Yeah, yeah, I love, yeah. <laughs> but like, we're going to start with the bare minimum. Like we're going to start with three like two, three, like make sure that you're consistent with that and then build up. Um, but yeah, I love the gung ho energy, but yeah, definitely like start with something that you feel really confident about. Um, okay. Next up is creating some sort of routine that kind of has your habits built in. And this could be a goal in and of itself, but like creating a morning routine a nighttime routine. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about like scheduling in a couple bullet points here, but creating a routine that has your habits built in. So, um, as an example, like if one of your goals is to just get more steps in or increase your needs or just move your body more, um, then maybe creating a routine in the morning where you wake up 20 minutes earlier and you take a walk in the morning or, 
Um, maybe you invest in like a standing desk or a wa little walking pad so that you can incorporate that into your workday. Um, so just making small tweaks to your routine that incorporate your habits or keep your habits in mind and just make them easier to reach. Yeah, and like Avery said, like it doesn't even have to be something that takes more time. If mm -hmm. you're someone who works from home or even if you work in an office, ask your boss for a stand-up desk. I can guarantee you most employers out there would be willing to invest in the health of their employees. Um, but that's something that Avery and I are doing right now. We're on zoom and I can tell she's standing up. I'm standing up. It's not mm -hmm. taking any extra time out of us recording this podcast. We're just doing it while we record. And when I get ready in the morning, a new goal I have is to get ready standing up. I'm already getting yeah. ready. It's not going to take more time to get ready while I'm standing up, but it is going to help me with my health goals and increasing my needs. So it doesn't have to be something that's going to be more time consuming. It's just getting creative with what you're already doing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like taking the steps, like taking steps instead of the elevator, something I tell a lot of my clients who do work more sedentary jobs is like your lunch break is a great opportunity to get some movement in. So let's say you have an hour for lunch, spending 30 minutes eating and then taking a walk or just like walking, doing a couple laps around the office, walking up and down the stairs, like just building that movement into your day. If that's one of your goals. Um, okay. Next up is to kind of add some variety and switch up your I don't want to say routine necessarily, but just kind of switch up what you're doing. Um, if you are starting to feel a little bit like bored or you're starting to notice your motivation dwindling a little bit. Um, so potentially like switching up your workout split, maybe trying a new gym. Um, I know Alex, you always say like trying a new grocery store. If you're like, I always get the same things. Like I'm always cooking the same things, which that's me in a nutshell, but yeah, trying a new grocery store. Yeah, I know. Alex is very creative with her food, which maybe that should be a goal of mine, but I, I don't know about that. I don't know how realistic that is. But yeah, it can, it, there's a lot of beauty in, in switching things up. Like it's it's really easy to just get stuck in a routine and get stuck to the same foods. And before you know it, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so bored of all these foods. I'm just going to like stop tracking altogether. And then mm. you're like, you know, two weeks in and you're totally off track. Instead, just like be kind of aware of that and be like, okay, this is getting kind of boring. I'm going to look up some new recipes. Um, our clients have the benefit of being able to just like ask our group chat or ask any of us what's going on with like the foods that we're eating and what we're enjoying recently. Um, but yeah, looking up recipes online, trying out new grocery stores. I love this tip so much because I, your girl loves Trader Joe's. We all know it. Trader Joe's is the best. But sometimes if I'm going to Trader Joe's for months and months and months, I'll get to a point where I'm like, wow, I've literally been eating like the same scheme of things because there's not a lot of variables within Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. And then I get bored and I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to go to Walmart this week or I'm going to go, you know, to Costco and try out some new fun foods. And it, it can really just um, keep things kind of exciting and um, just switch things up because it, it doesn't have to, people think health and fitness and like meal prepping and like, it's, Oh, it's the same thing every single day. And it's so boring. I promise you it's, it's not boring. Um, on the flip side of that too, though, I, this is something I don't think we have in here, but also but like, don't be afraid to keep things basic. It doesn't have to be complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, I also people sometimes think these meals have to be like extravagant and, um, you know, you, maybe you follow like macro recipes on Instagram and they have these like really cool looking fun foods, but there's like a million ingredients. Like it really doesn't even have to be that way. I think we just had a client yesterday, send a picture of her meal. And she was saying like, wow, guys, like I've kept getting in this headspace of like, I, I have to complicate it. I have to complicate it. And she's like, literally yeah, there's three ingredients inside this bowl. It's a great meal for my day. And like, it, it's helping her hit all of her targets. And it was literally three ingredients and it took her 10 minutes to make. Yeah. So, when I think like with those two tips back to back, like creating a routine that has your habits in it, 
has your habits built in, but also giving yourself some variety, the balance between those two, because I feel like those two can be a little bit contradicting, like that balance is up to you. Like, like Alex said, there's going to be some people who want more variety. Like maybe it really is important for you to have different meals every day, have a different breakfast every day. Um, or maybe it works better for you to be more consistent and just kind of switch things up when you are getting bored. Like I know for me, I'll have the same breakfast for weeks and weeks. And then I'm kind of like, I'm just not really feeling this anymore. And then I'll switch it up. Um, but finding that balance that works for you and realizing that just because you're changing something doesn't mean you have to like reinvent the wheel or completely like be like, okay, I'm done with all this. I'm going to completely do something else. Like just a couple small switches, like maybe even just switching, like what time you go to the gym or, um, you know, something like that can be really refreshing. So, um, yeah, that balance is up to you for sure. And I'm sorry, before we dive to the next one, just because on the, on the topic of nutrition, I know this is like nine times out of 10, what people struggle with the most when it comes to their goals. Um, we do have a really great episode. We recorded a few weeks ago talking all about like tips to tracking and mastering food tracking. Um, and in there we had talked about meal prep and how, again, like I said, sometimes people think like, Oh, I got to eat the same thing every single day. Avery, I think you called it ingredient prep, which you yeah, your food prep. Yeah. You would just, you would prep each thing by itself and you can create several different meals within the things that you have prepped, you know, whether it's a sandwich or a salad or a wrap or a burrito bowl, whatever it may be. Um, that's a way to where you're kind of eating the same thing, but you're also switching it up and it's not as bored and you can try new sauces and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. another tip. Definitely go check that episode out if you're struggling with the nutrition side of things, because we dropped a lot of really good stuff there. Yeah. Um, and then I think this next one definitely kind of goes into what we just mentioned about kind of adding that variety, but setting new goals for yourself, especially like as you progress with your current goals and your current habits. So kind of going back to starting small, if you're like, okay, I'm not working out at all right now. I want to work out three times a week. I'm nailing it. Like I'm getting all my workouts in. Um, now I want to have four workouts a week. Um, again, it doesn't have to be some crazy big new thing. It certainly can be if that's something you want to do. Um, but also just adding on to the goals you already have, or, you know, kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit. So maybe you started with like, okay, I'm getting like 2000 steps a day, super sedentary. Um, now I'm at 4,000 steps, killing it. Now I'm going to try to go for 6,000 steps a day. Um, just setting a smaller goals to kind of push yourself forward is going to be super important. And I think it can also be a really good way to kind of renew your motivation of like, okay, I started going to the gym three times a week. Um, I'm definitely noticing myself getting stronger. Now I really want to focus on like getting my first push up. Like I'm going to really like focus on, you know, upper body strength and, you know, getting that kind of more specific fitness goal. Yeah, definitely. No, I think that's a really, really important part. Um, the next one we have on here is super, super important and definitely something that you need to make sure that you're doing whether you have big goals, small goals, any goals, this is really important, but it's keeping track of your progress. Um, because I promise you, there is going to be a time where you are going to get burnout and you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I've been, you know, rocking it for so long and I'm not seeing results. I feel like I've just been plugging away and I'm I'm just not seeing the results that I want to see. Everybody feels that way. So don't be alarmed if you get to a point where you're like, wow, I'm just not seeing progress. That's why it's important to keep track of your progress because you'll be able to look and compare at what you're actually doing because 
every day in and day out, like looking in the mirror at yourself every single day, you're not going to notice changes every single day. You see yourself every single day. You're not going to notice those changes. Um, that's why sometimes like people might notice it before you do like, wow, you look so great before you're, you're like, oh my God, I do. Um, but it's because you see yourself every single day. So it's a lot harder to actually notice those. So taking photos, um, body measurements, keeping track of your body stats, keeping track of the, you know, progress you're making in the gym with your weights, um, keeping a journal on how like you're feeling, like, I love the idea of like, when you do check-ins with yourself, be like, okay, this month, like I felt really good with this, this, and this. And then next month, if you're feeling unmotivated, you can be like, oh my gosh, look at my relationship with food. It's so much Mm -hmm. better than it was last month, but that is not an aspect of progress. Somebody would ever really think of to keep track of, but it, it definitely still is progress. So um, keeping track of your progress is vital and not just what the scale says or what your photos are. Like there's so many different aspects of progress as well, but it's so nice when you're not feeling motivated and you compare your photos and you're like, Holy shit, I'm actually making so much progress, but it's just hard for me to tell on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think also just keeping an open mind about what like progress means, because like you said, it could be like a progress photo or amount of weight that you've lost or how much you're lifting, but it could also just be like, I wasn't working out at all before. And now I'm working out three times a week. Like that's progress in and of itself. Um, so just also thinking about like the, the things that you're doing, even if maybe you haven't seen a huge physical transformation, which you're not, that, that takes time. Like you're not going to see that in a month or two months. Um, so if you're starting to feel like by the end of January or like, you know, mid February, you're like, Oh my gosh, like this is getting really tough. Like just be like, well, I had a goal of working out three times a week and I'm doing it. Like, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, definitely a really important thing to do for sure. Um, you could even like have a big calendar that you print out and just kind of do like a habit tracker. I feel like that's really satisfying to like, look at the visual of like, okay, I said I was going to work out three times a week and I've done that this whole month or like I've done that this whole month. I I missed one. Like, that's amazing. So seeing your progress, like visually, I think is also really like satisfying. It's like, checking off a something on a to-do list. And we talked about um, this in the last episode, but like a setting up appointments with yourself to keep track of that progress too. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I think last episode we talked about power listing and like how at the end of the week I can look at my, all of the power lists I have for the whole week and see like, okay, what was really easy for me to complete? What were, what was hard for me to complete? Um, I'm going to move that at the top of my list now, just because it was difficult for me to complete last week. So having like set appointments with yourself where you can kind of evaluate your progress is really great too. And that's really going to allow you to kind of reassess if you need to make changes. Um, and it just kind of keeps you on track too to celebrate your wins and to know like if you're headed in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next up is to write out your why. And I would definitely do this like, I mean, through all throughout your your year, but I think doing it also at the beginning of setting your goals is really important. So essentially just writing out like, why is this a goal for you? Why does this matter? Um, why is it something that is so significant to you that you're willing to really work towards it, make sacrifices for it, um, do the hard things required to get there. Um, and I think also just really focusing on your why being bigger than just like the goal itself. I think a lot of people kind of get stuck in that loop where it's like, why do you want to lose weight? It's like, well, like, I want to look better. I'll look better. Like I want to lose 10 pounds because I'll look better or like my clothes will look better on me. I So like think about it a little bit deeper. And I think just journaling about it can be really helpful. Just like kind of doing a brain dump about like, why is this goal important to me? Like, how am I going to feel when I reach this goal? Just kind of getting, yeah, you even wrote that. Just getting kind of a little bit deeper into why you have this goal in the first place. Um, and going back to that when you're feeling stuck or unmotivated, like, wow, I really like, this really matters to me. So I'm going to keep going. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And I think in any aspect of life, this is great too. Like I have my business. Why too? If I find myself thinking, Oh my God, I have to post and I have to do this. Like so exhausting. It's like going back to my why. Oh, because I want to help the women who are in the same place that I was Mm -hmm. four years Mm -hmm. ago. That's why I'm doing this. And it's like, Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do that because if this helps one person, this is going to, you know, be life-changing for them because it has been for me. Um, but I definitely something that's really important to to journal out and like really, really think of. And a couple of tips that I have for this is like Avery said, you know, yes, write out why are you doing this first place? Why is it important you stick with it? On the flip side of that, like what will happen if you don't make this change? Writing that out, like where will my life be if this doesn't happen? So what what really is the importance of it? Um, and if you're finding it hard to like think of like your actual deep why, if you're somebody who like, I just want to look good, ask yourself why again. Well, why do you want to look good? Oh, I want to look good because it makes me feel confident. Okay. Well, why is it important that you feel confident? Oh, because right now I'm really just not confident with myself and it dwells on my mental health and my relationships. You can really dive deeper if you just continue to ask yourself why, why, why? Yeah. It's kind of like what that like therapy tactic where you like see a therapist and they're like, well, why do you feel that way? Tell me why you feel that way. Why, why? Um, and how does that make you feel? So, but doing that with yourself can be really powerful because it will help you get past the surface level goals and really mm-hmm. dig deep onto why something really is important to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a really important one. Um, okay. Next up is, and this is kind of goes back to the creating a routine, but scheduling in your non-negotiables. Um, so let's say, okay, let's say your goal is three workouts a week, kind of like an example we've been using looking into your calendar, looking on your schedule, which I highly recommend if you don't have some sort of like planner, Google calendar, calendar on your phone, like do it. Like it's going to change your life. Even if you're like, I'm already a really organized person. Like, it's just so nice to have everything like visually laid out. And that really helps you see like, okay, I think I don't have time to work out, but actually I have a couple hours in between this meeting and that meeting, or actually like I'm my day on Friday is pretty like light. So I can fit that in after work, whatever it might be. Um, so really like not relying on quote unquote, finding the time, like, Oh, I'll find the time to do this. I'll find the time to meal prep, but like scheduling it out. Like this is when I'm going to do it. Um, this is how much time I need. I'm busy during this time. So if someone texts me, say, Hey, like, what are you doing? Like tomorrow this time's like, Nope, I'm busy. Like this is my time to do that. Treat it as an appointment. I mean, if it's really important to you, you'll treat it as like a work appointment or um, something that, you know, you, you're really just going to make time for it. And, you know, if you're a mom or you're somebody who's like, okay, well, I can't just like go to the gym. I have kids at home. Like mm-hmm. it's still, you can still definitely schedule into your day. And like, obviously, yeah, shit might happen and things are going to change. And you know, I might have to act on that, but showing up for yourself is so, so important because like, I promise you, your, your kiddos are watching and like, they see that. Like, if you think back to your childhood, like I, I can remember what was important to my parents. Um, which that's a whole nother tangent we could go off on, but like just, just scheduling it and being, if it's, if it's important to you and if it's a priority to you, you will make time for it. It really is as simple as that. Um, I, you know, I hate when people say like, oh, we all have the same 24 hours in a day because it's like, okay, yes, we do. But like some people do have a lot more going on, a lot more responsibilities. I get that. Yeah. But but when it comes down to it, we really all do. I mean, it's just a matter of figuring out what's going to work within your 24 hours. Um, maybe it's not spending two hours in the gym that it might be for someone else. Maybe it's like a quick 30 minute home workout, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like Avery said, don't find the time, make the time and make it a non-negotiable, put it in your calendar. It's going to, it's going to be helpful too, just to like have it scheduled in and know like, Hey, this is important to me. I'm going to make time for, I'm going to get it done and you're going to feel so much better. 
Yeah. And like you said, this, I'm just thinking of this because if you kind of mentioned like your kids are watching, like you're, you know, the people around you are watching. I mean, I don't mean to say that as like, they're watching you, like they're coming to get you, but more so is that like, you know, you're setting a, an example for everyone around you and everyone that you surround yourself with. I had a client probably like a two weeks ago. And she was saying that she was, um, she realized she was going to do, she works out at home. She has kids and she was going to, um, start her workout. And she kind of realized like, okay, I'm kind of hungry. Like I should probably eat a snack before I work out. And so she was eating something and, um, her daughter like asked her like, Oh, like, why are you eating? Like, some, like, I thought you're going to work out. And she's like, Oh no, like, it's really important for me to eat before my workout so that I'm like fueling my body. And you know, her daughter was like, Oh, is that what Avery said to you? And she was like, yeah. Like, and I was just like, Oh, just so cute. And like, I told her, I was like, how amazing that like your daughter gets to grow up with her mom seeing food that way and teaching her like food is not the enemy food is not something to be scared of food is something to like fuel your body and help you grow and get stronger um yeah and that's I mean that goes back to like her why of like being there for her kids and setting a good example for her kids and all that good stuff um so that kind of goes into our next point which is just surrounding yourself with positive influences um and this kind of comes back to like holding yourself accountable having someone else hold you accountable um I think with the scheduling kind of tip that we just shared if you find yourself like you make a schedule, you are like, okay, I have my time that I'm going to work out. And then you just don't do it. Having someone else to hold you accountable, like, okay, I'm going to send a picture to my friend every time I go to the gym, or I'm going to text my husband and say, Hey, I'm going to the gym. Like I just, I'm basically just to turn in your homework, so to speak. Um, I have clients do that with me too. Like, Hey, I'm going to just send you a selfie every time I go to the gym, just to like, yeah, hold myself accountable and prove to you that I'm doing it. Um, I think also making habits like with someone else is really helpful. So, um, you know, maybe you and your roommate have a a goal to get more movement in, or you and your, um, like friend or partner or whatever, like doing that with someone else, I think is really helpful too. I I don't know if I've ever told you this, Avery, but there was actually a time this last summer where, um, I had like made a reel on Instagram about how, like, I don't stretch. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to make it a goal this week to stretch. And I had said in our client group chat, I'm going to stretch after my workout today, guys. And then Avery responded in the group chat with all of our clients and said, okay, I expect to see a picture when you're done. And that was probably like an hour after I had said it. And I was literally laying in bed. Like, I was like, I'm not going to go to the gym today. Like that was literally what was going through my head. And then Avery was like, okay, send us a picture of you stretching when you're done. And I'm like, fuck. So I got up, I went to the gym I had such a good workout and I sent a picture of me stretching afterwards. Uh, But that's just such a simple example of how you can be that for someone else, but you can also find someone to be that for you. Um, I love the picture thing. We're actually doing that in our client group chat right now with our just do it January challenge. All of our clients are sending post-workout selfies um, or just some sort of picture to show that they got their workout completed. And I promise you like that motivates me in January where I'm like, wow. Like look at all of our clients kicking ass and getting their workouts in. Like I need to make sure I'm setting that example too and getting my workout done. So it's really, really nice when you do have that, um, accountability buddy or a coach or somebody who really can kind of be there for you and, and make sure that they're holding your hand and helping you stay accountable to yourself. Yeah. And I think on the flip side of that, like distancing yourself from influences that might not be so positive. I'm not trying to say like cut people out of your life. Like don't be friends with people who don't have the same goals as you. Um, but if you notice there's someone in your life, who's constantly like, skip the gym, like, why are you going to the gym? Blah, blah, blah. Like you look great. You're fine. Like not telling you to cut that person out, but I think a communicating with that person, like, Hey, it's really not helpful for me when you say those types of things. Like I would really appreciate your support or just don't say those comments. Um, 
And like with social media, unfollowing people who you feel like aren't really aligned with what you're trying to do. If someone's promoting like really fast fat loss or like these crazy detoxes or things that you're like, I know that that's not going to work. Like I've done that before. It doesn't work. I need to do this sustainably. Um, just muting those people, unfollowing those people and trying to kind of surround yourself with positive messages, whether it's like reading books, podcasts, YouTube, like whatever it might be. I think that can be super motivating. I know sometimes like when I'm doing cardio, I'll put on like some bodybuilders, like workout or just them, like they're going through their day and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do it. Like they they can do it. I can do it. So it's so true. I I can't tell you how many times I've like not felt motivated at all. And then I, since I have curated my social media to be very positive and there's a lot of people who I really aspire to be like, and look up to, like I, there's been so many times where I've gotten on my Instagram and I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm going to the gym. Like yeah. here I was sitting here, not going to go to the gym. And now I'm seeing all of these other people who have these amazing physiques. And like, that's, you know, what I was striving for at the moment. And it's like, okay, that's, yeah, that's what I'm going. I'm going to the gym. I don't even care. <laughs> Something that you can do also, which I feel like is, can be helpful is like, if you are on Instagram or even YouTube, you can like save a post into like a specific album. So let's say, it just says like motivation or whatever. Um, you can save it into that. Not necessarily like, this is what I want to look like. Cause I think that can be a kind of a double-edged sword sometimes. Yeah. Um, but more so like, Oh wow, this quote or this like snippet of a podcast or, um, you know, what this caption like really inspired me. I'm going to save that and kind of go back to that when I'm feeling like stuck or just like, I just, I'm feeling having one of those days. I don't want to do it. Um, I think that can be a really good, like kind of wake up call and reminder. So, um, yeah. Surround yourself with those positive influences for sure. The next thing we have on here, you guys, we actually have, we talked about in our episode about creating momentum and habits. Um, this is actually something that we took out of the book, Atomic Habits. If you are looking for a good book to read in the new year, highly suggest it's an easy read. It's super effective. Um, very digestible. And it honestly, like probably it was one of the best like self-help books I've probably ever read. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that book, they talk about the four laws of creating a habit. So these are the four things that you should do if you have something that you want to make a habit in your life. The first thing is making it obvious. So just making it obvious that this is the habit. I think the example that he had used on this was um, instead of having a bowl of candy on your table, replace it with a bowl of fruit. Like that is much more obvious. Put water bottles around your house if if you're wanting to increase your water goal. Um, Mm -hmm. So just making it very obvious making it attractive, making it, I feel like these all could kind of go with that same example I just used, but making it attractive, making it easy and making it satisfying. So those are the four kind of laws of creating a habit, make it obvious, obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. Um, and if you can do that, you, you should be good to go as far as a habit goes like that. When you really think about creating a solid habit and a solid routine, um, yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to, I threw those on there because I was like, oh, that's just a good thing to kind of add into this episode because A, that book is amazing. If you haven't read it, you definitely should. Um, but I feel like these all kind of go very much so with what we're talking about in terms of just like your goals and kind of sticking with them. Yeah. Essentially, it's like all of those things. It's like, how can you remove the barriers that make that habit challenging? How can you, how can you take some of those things away and make it easier to do that habit? basically. Um, Oh, I was going to say something. Alex said something really awesome in our last podcast about setting goals about, okay, if you're struggling with this, like think about something that you are really consistent with. So maybe it's like going to the gym or cooking your food at home, whatever it might be. And think about like, why are you so consistent with that? Like what makes that habit 
easy for you to be consistent with and then try to implement those same types of strategies into a habit that's more challenging. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a great tip for sure. And then last thing we have on here, um, we're going to talk about a couple other things after this, but making some sort of a plan for when you inevitably mess up, go off plan, get off track, whatever it might be. Um, you could even do this as like a journaling exercise too. Like, okay, when I like miss a workout or whatever it is, like, this is what I'm going to tell myself. This is how I'm going to get back on track. Um, and I think also just kind of reminding yourself like you don't have to do anything extreme when you do quote unquote mess up. Let's say you don't hit your steps one day. Like you don't have to do a bunch of cardio the next day to make up for it. Um, but just kind of giving yourself like a little prep of like a pep talk that you're going to tell yourself or, um, affirmations that you're going to say, whatever it might be, um, for when you do have an off day, I think is really helpful. Cause that way it's not like, okay, I had an off day. Like I'm just going to give up or like, I failed at this goal. Like yeah, definitely. I, and this can be even used for like, you know, Hey, if I'm going to get sick, what is my game plan right. going to be coming back into it? If I'm going on vacation. What is my game plan going to be? Um, because you're not, like we said, we started this whole episode with having grace with yourself because you're not going to be perfect. You will not be perfect. I will tell you again and again, I'm not saying that to be a Debbie Downer. It's just the reality of it. Yeah. Uh, but but the more you know that you're not going to be perfect, the easier it is to kind of just get back on track. Avery, you made a really good post about like getting back on track and how it, you're not ever really off track in the first place. If mm -hmm. It's, if it's, it's getting, on, get, be, getting back on track is the same thing as just being on track. Like I think people, like they hype it up, how, how to get back on track. It's like, you just do the things you said you were going to do. Like you don't have to do anything special to get right. back well, on if track. It's your, if it's your lifestyle and these are the habits that are just part of your life. You're not off track. You just right. sit. You just went on vacation. Like you just right. got on Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, next, you guys, we had just a few little pointers on here on like minor things you can try if you are experiencing burnout. If you're like, I think these were more like uh, gym related. I guess there was one food one on here, but basically, if you're already experiencing that burnout and you just need a, a quick and effective way to just get your ass to the gym today, or you know, get back on the grind of tracking your macros or whatever it is. Um, so a few things we have on here was like making a new workout playlist, listening, like Avery said, to podcasts or videos that get you super excited. Um, picking out your favorite gym clothes, clothes that make you feel good. I'm such a firm believer in that. If you don't feel confident in the clothes that you're wearing to the gym, your workout's not going to be good. Yeah. I've done it a million times. I've trialed and aired this. Um, so just make sure that you're wearing clothes that make you feel confident. If you're somebody who's like, oh my gosh, my clothes aren't fitting me right now, but I'm going to, I'm not going to buy new clothes because I really like just go buy new clothes because you're going to feel so much more confident in those clothes. Um, yeah. If you go to Goodwill or something and get them cheap, but having clothes that make you feel confident is so important. Yeah. Um, like we said, trying out new recipes or new grocery stores. If you're kind of in a rut with nutrition, those are kind of just some like quick, effective, let's do this today yeah. uh, ways to find that motivation that we wanted to add on here. Last but not least, y'all, we said this, um, at some point in the episode, but one of the biggest things you can do is just ditch the all or nothing mindset. I think that that's probably, I don't have the research on this, but that's probably one of the biggest reasons I think people don't hit their goals is because when they do mess up or they do have an off day, whatever it might be, they just end up kind of seeing that as a failure altogether and like, well, I'll try again next year. So ditch the all or nothing mindset and realize that if you are struggling, the best thing you can do is ask, re reach out, ask for help, get some support from a friend, from a coach. Um, as always, if you guys want even more support with this, um, we always have our application linked in the show notes. So if you want to think a little bit more about one-on-one -on -one coaching, that's always a really good way to um, help you get to your goals. But hopefully this episode was helpful. Um, and yeah, let's let's all be part of the 9% this year. Our 2023 is our year, you guys. Oh yeah. Bye.